What's up, Internet? You're in episode 107 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by a very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. Big week on the show today. Yes, indeed. I've been looking forward to talking to you about this. I've been sick for the last week, so I haven't spoken to you about anything. Uh, and I get to talk to you about video games. It's great. It, and a it, specific video game, indeed. I, and I, I'm not going to bury the lead here, Steve. I'm very excited to talk to you about this for a lot of reasons. Like you said, a week apart always makes it exciting to be reunited, of course. Uh, Starfield, one of our most anticipated games of the last couple of years, let alone this year, right? Excited to talk to you about it. But here's the thing, though, because, you know... Normally, when we're going to talk about a game, I like to do a little preamble. I like to set the stage mm. for the folks. But you have done something so out of character that I feel like I need to just get it out in front. So Steve was sick for a week. And what did Steve do? Steve beat the ever-loving hell out of Starfield. He <laughs> rolled credits on the game, 43 hours. You're already on New Game Plus, right? Yeah, I am, yeah. Wild wild i think this might be and i and i i'm not even trying to tease you i think this might be the first time in the history of the show where we've sat down to play the same game and you just have absolutely eclipsed my time well where are you then well how much have you played Ooh, i mean like 20 minutes no like 16 hours like a good amount of time you know like I'm, oh, I'm, i don't know that that is a good amount of time in this game like you may not have even uncovered a certain menu option. I haven't, and I know I haven't. I know I haven't. Okay, so like, it's going to be very difficult for me to talk about this game with you without spoiling it for you. No, you can. Very difficult. You can talk about it. You can talk about it. Come on now. You know how. To you talk. know what that menu option is. I don't. Okay. Or at least I don't okay. think I do. But okay, that's fine. I don't want to ruin that for you because it is a real big moment. You're talking about the thing with Vlad, right? Yeah, I haven't I haven't done that yet. I have that mission. It was so basically. Okay. To, so this is where I wanted to start. Right. Is is where we're both in. Right. So to give you context for me, I think I'm like I said, about 15, 16 hours in. Basically, what I've done is I played through the opening couple story missions. Um, I, I did the uh, bit where you team up with Sarah and go and find the, the other uh, fragment, the fourth one, or I, I guess that you have. And mm -hmm. after that, the artifact. yes, yeah, the artifact. Thank you. Um, after that is where it kind of gave me like the three different story missions to go forward. And at that point, because of the nature of this game, I already had like 30 side quests, like in my yeah. blog. I mean, I you just like, walk past someone and you're eavesdropping on their conversation. And I'm like, this is a bit rude, but I'm, you know, I'm listening in anyway. And then it like pops up with that. I should speak to such and such. Dude, it's so, it's so funny to me. Cause so you remember when we talked about Baldur's Gate, I was like, oh man, like this game is like such a spiritual successor to Dragon Age Origins. It's like really scratching an itch mm. for me. This game is weirdly a spiritual successor of Mass Effect. And like, it feels like it. Even like the mast logo looks like a Mass Effect logo. The, Moving around uh, New Atlantis on the on the tube feels yeah. like the same thing. Yeah, totally. And, and like the uh, the 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 eavesdropping thing, like that's how you find certain side quests in Mass Effect Three. You'll just hear someone be like, "Oh no, like this my thing is being blown up in this specific part of space." And Shepard's just like, "I got you." <laughs> and just shows then up. I, guess I going, solved your problem. 
<laughs> I guess going back to your ship as well, and they're all there just waiting for yeah. you to talk to you. Uh, and I'm waiting for you to take them on a mission. Can you answer you. me a question for me? What is the max crew capacity for a ship? Is it four? No. Okay, I think it cool. depends on the ship. I think I've got one with five. Okay. Because I want, I want, my, I currently, so I have a new ship. Um, mm -hmm. the, the one they give you is what? The two. Two man ship. No, but what is it? What's it called? Oh, I don't know. It looks like some bug thing. I, I got rid remember. of that as soon as I could because it's crap. So I was flying around in that for a while, and one of the side quests that I did is I picked the um, perk in the beginning where you have the dream home, and I went to the planet. Oh, you sucker. You absolute sucker. You're paying that mortgage? I know. Locked down with the mortgage for the whole such game? A, such a fucking, such an anchor. I know. Um, but you could also just not pay it. <laughs> just do it later. So I was like, ah, whatever, I'll deal with it later. But I, I do went... they repossess your home if that's the case? Because you can get rid of a lot of those initial things that you pick. Like, say for example, you pick the annoying fan. You can just yeah. tend to piss off at a certain point, oh, right? Yeah. You can just there's, kill them. There's other ways to get rid of other perks or or buffs or debuffs that you pick. So with the house, you can uh, either there's there's basically three options on how you want to move forward with it. You can make a payment on it. And it's like 500 credits and they'll let you in for a week. And anytime that you don't make the next payment, you get locked out of the house. Um, but you can do that as many times as you want. So like I did it just to like go inside and check it out. But like, so I removed 500 credits from the mortgage, but I don't have to pay it again if, um, if I'd rather use that money on something else. But if oh. I just decide that I just want to like eliminate that quest that I, you can literally just tell the bank to foreclose on the house and then that's it right. so yeah you've, you've got an, an easy out um but anyway i went to that planet just because i wanted to like scope it out and like see what the deal was and see what that system was like or whatever and uh i was like wandering around the, the surface of the planet because i was trying to like scan everything and um try to do that side quest where i actually i don't know if you've unlocked this one you probably you must have you beat the game um it's the the Not necessarily the but it's it's the guy who's in like every single bar and he gives you the thing where you can like help people like um go and like start their own independent homestead. Nope, I'm done. That oh, one. you never did this? Okay. So um Is that the Mantis quest? No, it's the list yeah. quest. Okay. Yeah. Um L I S T is the name of the organization. Mm -hmm. And um one of the things you have to do is like scan a, a hospit um a habitable planet right and like the planet that the house is on is habitable so i was like perfect i'll scan this one and i was just like running around the surface of the planet I mean, you could scan any planet you could uh, well, yeah, scan but like, i was already there i was like Emerson, if you wanted to yeah um so while i'm there and i'm just kind of running around i had one of those like random you know like events get triggered where there was just a uh what is it a ecliptic is the 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 group mm -hmm. of mercenaries and their ship like I just ran across one of their ships and like they started firing on me and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I guess I'll fight these guys. And then I just went on their ship and it was like, kill everyone on or like get off the ship. And I was like, all right, great. And killed everybody, took the ship and just flew off. It's much nicer than my how, original. How do you feel about those random events? Because I, I guess the generated content in general, the, I, I, it's been hit or miss for me. I've been to multiple planets and you know you go to these outposts and things i don't know yeah. if you've done any of those 
couple. Yeah, I've been to some where they're identical. They're on different planets and they're just completely identical. Enemies in the same place, similar items. I haven't run and, into, and any... I kind of just wish they pr procedurally generated it a bit better rather than we've got several prefabs and we're just putting them on different areas and different places yeah i haven't run into anything like that where i've noticed that it was like the same like beat for beat like that it's more been like um i find them to be a little disappointing because of how samey they are and like i guess i didn't even realize like how samey they could be like what you're describing but it's like every every single one i've gone to um that's not true. Almost everyone I've gone to has been, there's a structure and it's filled with pirates or it's filled with mercenaries or, or spaces or, or monsters, yeah, something. right? Like mm. there's a bunch of aliens inside, like alien creatures and you got to kill your way to the top, right? Something like that. Um, so like those, the ones like on planets like that, I feel like they're a little underwhelming, but like, I think for what they are, that doesn't bother me that much. Like I do wish there was more variety but I think them just kind of being like monster closets where it's like, oh, if you want to like get some resources, if you want to level up, like or boost your XP. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I think they're really designed for, because you will get some the the spawning of rare and legendary and those items as well. Is just strange. Like sometimes it's you're random. just find one on on a random mercenary so like, or sometimes you'll find it and i think that's some been, crap at the end that's been the reward of those for me is like oh like i'm out on the surface of this planet and i'm scanning things anyway or i'm going towards this side quest anyway yeah. and there's this thing i can do if i want to i think of it more like that where it's like oh this is just kind of like an optional monster closet if you want to jump in there and, and mix it up um so like that i'm not in love with because i wish there was a little more to it of like if it's a cave or a structure, it's pretty much just a monster closet. Whereas, like, I do like the, like, ship landing zone that I encountered. Because, like, yeah, like, ultimately it was just a fight. But at the end of it, I got a ship. Like, that's a really cool reward for a random encounter that is not replicable. Right? Like, I've been going mm -hmm. and landing on random planets hoping to have that happen again. Because I want to collect a couple more ships and sell some off and, like, build a new ship. And, like, it's just not happened. You know? And it's, like, that's kind of cool. But... Uh, before we get off this, um, what I do want to say that I really like are the random encounters in space. Those have been really good, I've found. Where, like, I've had a bunch of random, like, stuff happen to me where, like, this was a random event I had happen on a planet where, like, I found um, a group of smugglers and they were like, oh, like, you know, you're here early. And, like, I just lied and took what they had. And then, like, the people that were actually supposed to get that delivery attacked me once I got off world and was trying to fly away. Um, what was that? Was it organs? Uh, I think it was an artificial intelligence. Yeah, the sentient AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I sentient like AI uh, yeah. weapons management system or whatever. And uh, I've had a couple things like that where, like, I had a, a system – or, I'm sorry, not a system, an interaction last night where I, I had gotten into a system – and, like, this random teacher just, like, called me, and it was, like, this lady with her sixth grade class, and, like, their ship had, like, you know, like, gotten messed up, and you can, like, give them the parts to fix it, and, like, just, like, random, like, some of them are very predictable, like, oh, yeah, like, some pirates came and talked to me or whatever, or, like, whatever, but, like, that's such a random, like, goofy, silly interaction that feels, like, yeah. so Bethesda, you know? Um, no, I like those. Those well. have I've had played some well where it's just, like, 
I need resources. Like, have you got any extra lithium? You know, I need to do X, Y, and Z with it. Like she was a researcher. I've had those. I've had just like, I've spawned into a, a, a region and there's just been like six or seven crims in there. And I'm like, I noped out of there in a second. I was like, nope, <laughs> spin that grab drive back up. I'm getting out of here. I'm not fighting them right now. Yeah, I'm I on the way to do something else. I've had that happen where I, go, I I had that happen once where I was like chasing a bounty and it was like, go to this system and like kill all the pirates. And as soon as I got there, they just swarmed me and killed me. I was like, okay, I am not strong enough for this yet. Like next time. Uh, but it had auto saved. Yeah. So it was just like kept loading me into where they were attacking me so i was like all right quick go crab jump you know just get the hell out of there <laughs> yeah but it's stressful because you got like to turn down some of the other yeah, systems right. to like max up the grab drives and then quickly jump to where you want to go i do really like i, I quite like the i quite like that i i feel like at first i want to talk about like because you, you're still i guess early in the game and i had the same i had this conversation with you on discord with the menus and the systems and everything feeling overwhelming and clumsy and specifically for me the ship was a big thing like i was just like why have i got all of these different things that that don't really seem to make sense and i'm kind of powering them up and powering them down and there was like a stealth quest that it tried to teach me some shit about and it was boring and i'm like i just don't get it i don't like this i don't like the dog fighting but i really kind of came round to it yeah the same with the menus i i kind of came round to them i think a lot of it comes down to the fact that not well signposted they don't teach you enough when it comes to the navigation of the menus or like it's quite can be quite clumsy i don't think they teach you what you're able to do very well either like it's funny because it kind of reminds me of the conversation around like elden ring right like last year where it's like oh like should the game be telling me how to do certain things right and like where is the line on some of that stuff and i feel like this game is so um deep that it was a real uphill battle because like the game is pretty tutorialized in the beginning like there is a like and like they let you off the leash pretty much as quickly as they can right it's like the game starts yeah they give you a ship and they're like go off and do whatever you want and like you can you know like really the only thing you have to do is the very first story-based mission right once you like meet up with constellation you're pretty much free to just go do whatever you want yeah once once barrett's giving you the ship you know it's where you go yeah, well, you do have to go. I think the first mission you have to go to Constellation first. I don't think it'll let you travel. You have to go else. to the library. Yeah. Yeah. You right. Once you do that, though, you're 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 pretty much free. And I feel like it's like they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Because if the game shoved the first twelve hours are tutorials and we're teaching you how to do this and we're teaching I, you to do I that, totally and... get that. Yeah, the- I, I totally get that. I just think that those menus are not well laid out. I think no, they've gone no. with style over substance for a lot of it, where they've I, gone I with this like it's... text text heavy UI, where iconography would have made a lot more sense in a lot of yeah. places. Yeah. Uh, in the same with the speech, I kind of feel like iconography there, rather than putting in little brackets of to what it is or whatever, would make a lot more sense. See, that, I I don't the persuasion, that I don't agree with, just found... because of how many things there are. Like it's the same, True. you know, it's like, it's the same problem you run into with like, um, let, like, here's a great example, right? I had a piece of dialogue with a character who had a relevant interaction with my backstory and I could say something that was specific to like, oh, yeah. like, 
good to put a name to the face or a face to the name, right? Yeah, there's a lot of those, like, and it's like I would one or whatever. I would know what that icon means the first time, right? So then you have to explain what each icon means, and then I have to memorize what each icon means. So then it's like, you know, that's it's, fair, sometimes yeah. it's easier to just be like, this has to do with the United Colonies. This has to do with persuasion. This has to do with neon, right? Like whatever. Mm-hmm. In the menus, though, I think there's a lot of crud that could be kind of removed. Like mm-hmm. I, I do think it would be the fact that the easiest way to get to the surface map is press left bumper to open my scanner, press right bumper to go to the surface map, and then I can easily fast travel to somewhere from that menu versus pressing the pause button to bring it up. If I go to the map on there, it'll show me the star map rather than the surface map, even though I'm on a planet. And it's like, and like this is all so convoluted. The like no and local confusing. map stuff. Like there's there's a lot. Well, of there little... is a local. There is a local map, but you have to get to it by opening the scanner with the left bumper. Yeah, and but then even pressing the right bumper to but view even the that, local map. It's not really a local map. Like it shows you where you can go, but it's not like it, you can't look at a map and be like, I'm here. And I'm trying to get to this shop, and it's here, right? You just have to know where. Yeah, that's are. that's annoying. Yeah, um, I I did have to Google where um, a couple of things were on um, on some planets because it's just like I'm walking past these things, and it's, you know, and like and maybe that's really immersive, and I like, and I can kind of see why they would do that. But yeah, local map would be nice. I think tough. the one thing I want related to travel the most, and I really hope they can patch it in, is a favorites menu. Just let me star the places I want to go to all the time. Like I'm always sure. going to New Atlantis or the Den or Aquila City. I want to, or, or Neon. I want to pin those so I don't have to go and look on the star map and remember what star system it's in and then remember what planet it's on. Was, and then I can click into that. That was, and that then was a I funny land. thing uh, that happened to me when I was first playing. I was like trying to go back to New Atlantis for the first time because I needed to get more supplies. And I was like, oh no, what? Where is it? I have no idea. Yeah. There was no way for me to look. Like, I had to just Google it and be like, oh, it's in this system. It's on this planet. It's an Alpha Centauri and, on Jamison. And it's one of and those eventually things. eventually you learn that. And it, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I feel like we as a community are criticizing this game for things that we praise Starfield for, or I'm sorry, um, Elden Ring for, where it's like, like, and I, I don't think that that's one-to-one. Like there are things where I'm like, mm, you probably should communicate some of this stuff to me. But like, it's tough because it's like something I didn't know until I heard from another player was like, you can lean when you're in cover, like when you're shooting. And like, I didn't know how to do that. And I had to look it up because the game doesn't tell you that you can do that. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, like, they know the cover system's ridiculous in this game. Like, that's why they throw their kids at you at the beginning of the game. It's like, <laughs> you're coming out your ears. It's like, yeah, we know the shooting's not amazing. Like, it's okay, and you can get by with it, but, you know, it's no destiny. I think it's, it's pretty not, good. Not, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's think a, it's... I think it's okay, but it's not It's not top-notch. It's not, I'm no, looking but at this and going, wow, shooter, the gun though. play feels amazing. But it is a shooter, really. I don't I don't think so. No, like, I don't agree. Like, I, I you think... You cannot complete this game without shooting. That doesn't matter. Like, like, by that logic, any game that requires you to jump is a platformer. Right? Like, this is a game shooting is a means to an end, right? Like it is a thing you have to engage with. Or you have to engage with combat. That doesn't make it. Uh, it's, it's not a shooter. The point of the game is not shooting, right? When I think when I say shooter, that's what I mean, right? When you say a first person shooter, a third person shooter, right? Like you're thinking of at least I am anyway, right? Like this is how I think of it. Like Fortnite is a third person shooter, right? I wouldn't no, call I think it's something like... a third person shooter. You'd call Uncharted a third person yeah. adventure game. Because, but, but I would call something like shoot. Far Cry. I call something like Far Cry first person shooter, and I think it's very similar to this game. 
I don't agree. There's lots of variety of quests. There's lots of yeah, speaking but... to people. No, there's not. Especially Far Cry 6. There's a lot of systems. There's a lot of settlement not building. Not like that, there's a lot though. No, come on, man. You cannot say that they're the same. There's not even I, close. I really think to say that this is not a shooter is doing... It's, it's, it's not correct. Like, this game is a shooter. It's a role-play role game shooter. It's a shooter. So you're saying any game in which you shoot a gun is a shooter? No, 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 I'm not. But this is primarily a shooter. I think that's primarily. No, it's not. It's primarily an RPG <laughs> with a with a hell of a lot of combat and a hell of a lot of shooting and a hell of a lot yeah. of guns. Sure, but like again, I, I don't think that that's the like the point of the game isn't to shoot, right? The point of the game is to role play and to interact with the world. Part of that's combat. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that that makes it a shooter. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, but, and I, but I would like the combat to be like, I don't know. I, I feel like they know the combat's not amazing. They know the combat's not great. And they've known that since, since Fallout. That's why they had Vats in there. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think to... you can compare this to that. The shooting in this is way better than in Fallout. The shooting in this feels pretty similar to the, the shooting in Fallout 76 because they had to get rid of Vats because it didn't work yeah. online. It feels I've never very, played 76, similar. so I can't speak to that. Um, because it was online, it, it felt it feels the same as that. They, I, they haven't I, really made any improvements there. I feel like the the shooting feels totally serviceable. Like I think it feels yeah, it's fine. I got. I mean, good. I complete completed the whole game, and I'm still playing yeah, it. It's fine. It, it, I think it feels as good it, as it, any other game in which you shoot, where that's not the main point of the game. Mm -hmm. Is I guess the point. Yeah, I'm I mean, making. it feels better than it feels better than a Naughty Dog shooter, at least the early ones. Yeah, or I'd say even like Rockstar. You know, it's like. It's been a while since I played Red Dead, so I don't know. Or GTA, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, G GTA, I think, is primarily a driving game. That's how I play GTA. And that's the thing, though, right? It's like half, that, but you, you, just by the same argument, right? You can't make it through any mission in that game practically without shooting people. <laughs> but, like, that's not really, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, you don't play that game and be like, oh, the shooting. You know, it's like, you know what have I mean? You, have you picked up one of the weapons that doesn't kill people yet? No. Interesting. Mm. I really want to see if you can complete oh. the whole game without killing anyone. What kind of weapons are you? I feel like they've said you can't. I think they've confirmed you can't. Yeah, you must be able to because the weapons just basically put them down on the floor and they're knocked out. And you can pickpocket mm. them. Okay. If you've got the pickpocket thief skill. Interesting. But um, they're not dead. They're not dead. Interesting. And they can wake back up after okay. a while. Okay. How early can you get a non lethal weapon? You can go buy one. It's uh, the EM weapons, electromagnetic weapons, will basically stun them. Like, can they'll you give you? They'll give you some on certain quests and certain side quests. So I guess if you go do the Ryujin quests on Neon, which I recommend everyone does. They are one hundred percent non-combat. They're stealth quests. They're really cool. Um, you have to basically do corporate espionage for this company. Oh, I've heard those are fun. Yeah, they're really good, and they um, give you an EM weapon because you have to like break into somewhere oh. and they don't want you to kill anyone but if you do need to resort to combat you have to shoot them with the em weapons so i, I guess what you need to do is you'd need to not fight anybody in the intro of the game and let all the mm -hmm. npcs do all the fighting and then immediately go get a non-lethal weapon and then you could theoretically do that right or in new game plus i guess yeah that's true yeah yeah that'd be the easiest way to do it i guess <laughs> <laughs> So I, we, you know, we we're we're excited to talk about this game. Clearly, so we're jumping around a little bit. But I, you know, we we've talked a little bit about some of this stuff um, 
that we've run into with issues, right? Where it's like, I think for me, most of the problems I have with the game come down to like quality of life and execution stuff more than like big picture mm. vision. I, I call them paper cuts. It's tiny yeah. little paper cuts and none of them really cause any harm on their own, but you add them all together and they start to hurt. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it was the menus and the inventory management and the confusing oh systems and how they all That's, come together. I, 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 and now that we're here, now that we're like doing the gripes, we'll get the gripes <laughs> out of the way and then we can focus on on the good stuff because I, I want to get it out of the way, right? Like to say this, because we've been talking for a minute already, right? You said in our Discord, oh my God, I love this game. Easily a 9 out of 10, maybe mm. even a 10 out of 10. I, um, not early enough in the game where I feel comfortable uh, uh, ascribing a score to it yet, um, but I'm leaning more towards your side of the fence where I'm very high on this game. Um, despite the, I have many critiques for it. I agree with you that they are all paper cut stuff more often than not. Um, and but, I feel like a lot of them could just be patched out. They'll fix a lot of it. Maybe. I you think know, things, like, things like the HDR being broken in this game, which is a big thing for me. Yeah, sure. I, it's going to be patched. It's going to be fixed. I'm with you on that kind of stuff, but I think there are things like the inventory system that won't change. Where the I think a lot of that's intentional. It is. I, I think it's an intentional design choice to force you to use your ship's cargo hold to store your resources to get you to learn that. But and the game for... doesn't fucking tell you that. And the I game think it... doesn't go go back and store your shit in your in your cargo hold. It should be the first time you come back with a bunch of resources. It should say. Oh, by the way, do you want to store that in your cargo hold? You can access it from that screen you, over there. Oh, that's why you got to have Vasco or, with you, your your helpful or, robot or sidekick, because he'll explain all that yeah. to you. He does. He did. He told me anyway. Maybe just yeah, but, this, but it shouldn't be that I've got to rely on picking the correct person, to, companion to go with me. You know, like it. The yep. game should be telling me that. The game should be telling everyone that. Oh, so it's fine when Elden Ring does it though. It's, it's immersive. It's immersive when Elden. Out. It's a feature when Elden Ring no, doesn't convey information to the player, but when Bethesda it. does it, it's bad game the design. One, the one thing in Elden Ring that everyone spoke about was the fact that there was no quest log, and and I think people enjoyed that. People liked that. The game nudged you where to go and forced you to use like landmarks. I mean, you know, you'd, I think you'd bring. You'd I think you could button, argue this game does the same thing golden, though. Right, like it, it forces you to to Maybe, engage with landmarks, but, and... it, but in Elden Ring, when I needed to sell shit and, and do inventory management, the game taught me that, and yeah. like it showed me in the menus what all the numbers meant and what everything was. It it did a very good job of explaining it to me. The only stumbling block for me in Elden Ring was right at the beginning of the game, and I had the same thing in Starfield, which was. What kind of character do I want to play? Because I've never played this game before. So I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't know what play style I'm gonna. Play. I want to pull on that. What I, you, you're doing New Game Plus now, so I guess you have two characters. But um, what no, I don't. Okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> so what kind of character are you? Um, I'm I'm like a standard dude. Um, I don't really know. I did the. What's your backstory? The, I can't even remember to be honest because it's irrelevant. It doesn't was, come up very often, huh? I was like, um, I was raised by the church, by the, by the, what's it called, church? Which one? So I have like an in, I don't remember, United Reform or whatever, I don't okay. know, something. And like, um, so I was raised by them. So I get on with the dude who wears the like religious hat in the, the, the lodge. Community the community center. Me and, yeah, me and yeah. him are talking all the time in the lodge. Um, and he's like, you know, always babbling on about going to see someone. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Okay, great. <laughs> But we get on because of that. Um, 
And then I can't remember what I picked. I picked the the buff when you're on the planet, you're like better, but when yeah. you're in space, you're terrible. And then I went to the medical center and I paid 10,000 credits to get rid of it because it was really annoying when I yeah, was in space. Yeah, it's a really bad one. And you can just pay to get rid of them. So I recommend doing that because you kind of, you have to pick three, right? And they're all kind of crap, at least in my view. What, what did you pick? Um, so I was a, or I am, I should say, uh, I picked the, what is it like space scoundrel background? Like I'm, you know, I'm Han Solo, mm. I'm Star Lord, right? Like that's, that's the vibe I'm going with. Um, and, uh, for my three perks or whatever they're called, I picked the adoring fan <laughs> and he's so, he's so funny. He's so annoying. He's not telling him to go away yet. No, oh he's my so God. funny. I think he's so irritating, but he, like everything he says is hilarious. Like, I, I think he's so fucking funny. You're like, insane. Dude, like, he says the most outlandish shit. Like, he's, I was, you know, I was, like, taken off uh, in the ship last night, right? And, like, he'll be, like, you know, he's, like, I, he's, like, I think it's really rude that, that uh, you know, the, the galaxy doesn't, like, launch fireworks whenever you take off, you know, stuff like that. Or, like, he's, he said something yesterday. He was, like, you know, I like to think of myself as your emotional support human. <laughs> just, he's such a fucking weirdo but he cracks me up man <laughs> he's got a good uh he's got he's really good too though he's got a good um he's got more carry capacity than any other companion because he's got like weightlifting too um by default so he's he's a good pack mule oh <laughs> uh, see i made sure i just max that out myself oh that's the other perk i picked that i i'm good when i'm traveling with someone but i'm terrible when i'm traveling on my own mm. so if i've got a companion i should have that one because um, I knew I wanted to play the game with a companion at all times. Oh, right. So although I, although I think, the companions can be a real pain in the ass when you want to be stealthy. They, yeah. But you've got something to piss off then. I just don't. I just, I'm like, I'm not going to be stealthy. We'll just go. We'll go in guns blazing. Um, You'll need to if you do the Ryujin quests. You'll have to do those on your own. That's fine. Um, so, yeah. So, I have, uh, I have him. I did the house, the dream house one. And then forget what i picked for my third one i feel like it hasn't come up but i think it was stat based like i think it was one of the like more general like like not the in in space one or the on planet one no because or... i didn't want one that had a debuff so i i tried to pick things that were either going to be neutral yeah i or... did too but that i couldn't find three that were good like i knew i didn't want the house because yeah i get house but i'm stuck paying a mortgage yeah. The adoring fan. See, and like, I was gonna do the annoying. I was gonna do the parents one too, but you have to send them money, and I was like, I can't have a mortgage and parents. It's too much. <laughs> no, that's too much. Yeah, I can't remember what the other ones are. Um, it's also very unrealistic, you know. That, your parents are you know, alive. Your parents you've got are a mortgage alive, and that you've got a mortgage, and you're also like paying your parents at like thirty. Like, not gonna happen in real life. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't. I can't find the list of what are they called? Do you remember? No, I thought they were called perks, but I think that's the that's the one they're called in in Fallout specials. I th it looks like perks are the like the leveling system. Oh, the level up things. You know, I really like the way they oh, handle traits. that. I with, think it's called traits. Uh, I really like the way they handle the leveling up of those things and how they call it certification and they tell you what you've got to work towards because mm. it's always been kind of opaque in Bethesda games before. And in this, it's like, oh, I've got to pick 15 locks or I've got to do five grab jumps yeah. and then I can upgrade that, 
that perk, and I I like that. It's not just like random action. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I do like that. Like, I may try maxed out the weightlifting. I maxed out the health. Things yeah, like on, that. I made I'm on sure level I two for weight, weightlifting and persuasion, uh, or the two that oh, I've been persuasion like. Persuasion, I maxed out as well. Yeah. Intimidation, I I never bothered with, but I think in New Game Plus, I'm gonna nice. put some in intimidation. Uh, the the third one that I picked was the Neon Street Rat. That was it. I picked a mm. faction background because yeah, I figured I like it was neon. like it didn't really. I haven't been there yet. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, the music on Neon is my favorite. I can listen to that all day. Um, but yeah, like while we're talking about, um, you know, I guess like just like the issues and stuff and kind of putting, putting a pin in that, um, aside, aside from like what we've talked about with like the stuff being obtuse and everything, like, I really don't feel like I've run into to much other stuff that's like been points of friction. Um, mm. I'm really liking the story and characters. Like I definitely hear the criticisms that some people have had where it's like, some of it feels dated, you know? Um, I'm like paraphrasing something that I heard Gary Witta say at one point where he was like, there are moments where some of the dialogue feels like you're in like a Westworld type theme park. And then there are times where it feels like you're at like Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland where it's like people are like, like all the cast members like act, you know, like they like act like you're somebody in the, you know. So it's like there are moments where like some of the the non like main character or like main side quest characters like. I feel like sometimes they come off a little stiff, you know, um, but like it really doesn't bother me. Like, I, I feel no, like that is kind of like the vibe of a Bethesda game. And like, it's either going to work for you or, or not. And you're going to buy in or you won't. Um, and I am, you know, like I'm, I'm enjoying the role playing element and like the, the dialogue and getting to navigate situations in different ways. And like that stuff's all working for me really well. Um, and I'm excited to talk more about about that stuff in a second. Um, but the one thing I guess I did want to just touch on was like performance and like how, how mm. that's played for you. Cause I've seen a lot of different conversations about people having pretty different experiences, depending on, you know, if they're on PC, like how good their rig is. I've seen people with great rigs complain that the game runs terribly. I've seen people with dog crap rigs being like, actually it runs pretty well. You know, I've seen people playing it on steam deck, even though it's not supposed to run on the deck and people are fine with it. Um, I know I'm playing it on Xbox series X. I've had, very minimal performance issues um i have had uh like one or two like bethesda style glitches where it'll be like you know <laughs> there's a few of those i climb up a ladder right or like i'm in my i'm in the cockpit and then i like, get out and then i'm on the, the thing and like i can't move or and like my hands are in a weird spot I, or I something like one, that i've had one game breaking bug where i had to restart the game yesterday where I stole a key to someone's penthouse. I broke into his penthouse. I then could not leave because the door was restricted from the inside. So I was stuck in his penthouse and I couldn't get out. So I, I had to restart, the, reload the game. I've had one or two issues like that too, where like something didn't trigger the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Where like I had an, it's like the um, the first time you go to the library and I forget her name. Uh, it's the other woman that you meet that's not Sarah um and she's like the scientist and she um it, like she can like show you to she'd be like oh like here i'll take you to your room or whatever and like it just she was like follow me and then she just like walked she just stands there and yeah. she went and had a conversation with another character and i was like what happened and i had to like reload it like, 
yeah. stuff stuff like that you know or it's like oh yeah, like now you get you get some minor things like that i the the funniest one that happens all the time to me is when i'll run ahead like i'll sprint off i'll start talking to someone but my companion's having a conversation with me even though they're outside and all i see is like a wall and the, and I, it's just the wall and the speech of them and you can't see them because um, they're outside and the camera's not found them that's i think one of the only things i've actually found to be annoying like that because a lot of the glitches that i've run into like that are like just like weird things like that like it, it's minor and it's usually more funny than anything else right and it's easy to yeah. just do quick reload and it's like no big deal whatever um but I did have a situation, it's it's on um, Mars, right, where you're in the residential area and there's that community senator and they have, like, the two different leaders, and, like, the ones, like, secular and the ones, like, a religious guy. There's so many NPCs in that area, it was, like, impossible for me to have a conversation with somebody. Because, like, the game loves to do the ambient dialogue thing where it'll be, like, there's characters that are named and then there's characters that are not named. And then the named characters will have, like, you can have a conversation with them, but then they'll also have, like, ambient dialogue where they'll be, like, oh, you know, tough day in the community center or whatever. We got to do this. Or, oh, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, we accept everybody and under the Lord's and light. for the most but, part, I like that. No, and, but I, and when I like I'm having it. a conversation, I don't like them talking over one another. That, and that's the thing that bothers me. It's not yeah. that I don't like that. Dot, like, I think the system is good. But in that area specifically, I was complaining because I there was a character and I'm trying to listen to her ambient dialogue. And then another character walks up and she starts talking and then the leaders walking by and they're talking and it like the game has no text dialogue, uh, text log or anything, which is a thing I wish every game would have at this point as like an accessibility oh option. You know what? That, um, and, but I am very glad I can pause cutscenes and dialogue in this. Unlike Baldur's Gate three, love that, which drives me mental in Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. Um, but, it is annoying when it's like I'm trying to listen to someone's dialogue, like or like two characters are having a conversation that I can't I can't trigger again. It's just happening, and then like a, some random NPC walks up and they're like, "Oh, boo, boo, boo. and it's like I don't fucking care what you have to say. I'm trying to listen to these named characters giving me background about where I am. Like you know, and it, it's like a stupid minor thing, but it's like that's kind of my point. Is most of again, the stuff I think that's another thing that could be patched. I think it yeah. doesn't need to. They don't need to make the dialogue go away completely i think we just need to balance the volumes yeah. make the the non-named characters just be a bit quieter so you can still hear it and just kind of have p's and q's going on in the I background wish, i wish it had an if then statement where if a named character is delivering dialogue other characters just dialogue won't just pause yeah. yeah or or if it triggers that the text doesn't come up like don't show me the subtitles because it's super yeah. annoying when I'm reading something and then someone else starts talking and I can't finish it. And then I have. Oh, see, I I've not experienced that, thankfully. And it's like I have ADHD. I can't process crosstalk like that when it's like mm -hmm. I'm trying to listen to three characters have a conversation. And then a fourth character comes over and starts talking about something totally unrelated. It's like, OK, I'm lost. Like, I, yeah. you know, I whatever that was is done. Um, but but aside from like goofy stuff like that. Or, like, I've had it where, like, I'm having a conversation with a character, and then an NPC just, like, walks up and, like, is standing at, next to them like this, like, you know, just awkwardly, like, leering over their shoulder. But it, it's pretty much just that kind of stuff, you know? Like, you know, the vast majority of my experiences have really been overtly positive. Um, I, I want to jump into some of the questions we got from the question block, because I think 
they'll weave us through a lot of the positive conversation. In well, a good I want to touch on performance that I've had. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I have had a, yeah. I have had a few issues. I had a crash. It completely okay. crashed and took me back to the um, export screen. My dad experienced the same thing as well. So I think it's probably a similar point in the story. So you press pause to bring up the inventory menu. It takes a good like three to five seconds for it to come up and it Whoa. slows down. And then it's like fine. And you carry on playing the game and then it just crashes. And it's like it ran out of memory or something and just crashed. Weird. So I'm sure they can fix something like that. And you both had it happen um, at the same time? I think it was a similar point in the story, yeah. Interesting. In the main quest. Hmm, okay. So I would imagine it's specific with like a certain inventory item that you've yeah. got. Because you pick something okay. up. Um, so so I've, I experienced that. There's been some minor slowdown in areas where there's a lot of people or a lot of items. Aquila City and New Atlantis specifically when you walk around. Uh, but other than that, it's been a solid 30 frames per second. I'd really like to see them patch in a performance mode. Because this runs at 4K. I'd be very happy to run the game at 1440p if it means I can run it at 60 frames per second. I'm okay with that. Or dynamic resolution scaling. Give me the option. Or even 40 frames per second, you know, like a or a fully unlocked VRR mode. Because I've got a VRR panel, I'm playing on there, the slowdown's less of an issue. It'll be really nice to have those features. And then the 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 color. There's something wrong with it in this game. Everything's too flat washed out might be a creative choice but when i've looked at it on sdr and like trailers and stuff versus hdr doesn't look right there's some workarounds that digital foundry posted to fix on pc there's nothing like that on xbox at the moment unfortunately i've not, not like noticed that i've not like felt like the colors fell off and then maybe it's because that's i guess i think of it as having kind of a stylized look i've not really yeah, thought there's about just, it there's not much contrast so like the black is not black the black is gray and like when you view it on an oled screen specifically it's a real issue i guess because i'm used to seeing black as black like i'm used to the pixels being turned off and it being yeah. black but it's not in this game it's gray even on like loading screens it like will be gray so there's there's definitely something wrong with it yeah and i'm using dolby vision gaming i've tried it without that and using the settings that like just the normal hdr neither of those are really fixed it I think this is something that they're going to patch. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a patch this week for that. Um, and like on, P on the PC side, I imagine we'll see a patch for DLSS because it's the big thing that people have been complaining about over there. Those things, I think, are very easily patchable. Same with the crashes. I think those are fixable. And it didn't lose much because the game does a really good job of auto-saving pretty regularly. The quick save's easy to access. It's just two pause button presses and you're there. I kind of wish it was the what is it it's like pause and right bumper or something on um boulder skate 3 i don't even have to go into a menu i kind of wish there was like a, a combination i could do for that which would be cool but for the most part it's been running really well i i almost am glad that there's not a combination like that just because i feel like this game has so many like very specific like button combinations and i'm like i don't i don't want to be like doing this all the time by there, accident. there's one <laughs> there's one button combination i wish existed there is no way to cancel a throwable item so i cannot cancel a grenade i've had that happen and I multiple times accidentally click it multiple times i'm like which one's the scanner oh shit no i've thrown that <laughs> dude I, okay. mean to. So, I had this happen to me i was on mars and i was trying to get back to my ship 
and I was like, okay, cool, let me bring this up and fast travel. And I accidentally just chucked a grenade down a hallway filled with people. And I was like, uh-oh. And I just quickly paused and fast traveled before it exploded so there wouldn't be a bounce on me. <laughs> worked though. But that's crazy. There should be a way to cancel a throwable. And maybe that goes to, to your thing about this not being a shooter, but that seems like a basic, That's even in non-shooter yeah. games, like that is something. Like I can in The Last of Us, for example, I can press circle and it'll cancel it, or I can holster my gun and it'll cancel it. I mean, there's plenty of games where you can't though, right? It's like I'm thinking of like Halo, right? That's a shooter. If you press the grenade button, the grenade's getting thrown, buddy. You know, it's like you shouldn't have pressed it. Yeah. That's the button. I know. Yeah, maybe. But maybe it's on me. Just need to love the buttons. Yeah. But even I, a, even after like fifty hours, I was like, "Oh, still doing me. it." Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I I do that with um every time I want to go and put a weapon on my favorites wheel, I drop it instead. I press X instead of Y, oh, like God, yeah. almost every time, yeah. and I don't I, know I really why. I wish that was a radial as well, so that I could have yeah. more things on there rather than just the D pad options. Yeah, and um, it's still a good amount though. Like you can do three on every one, so it's not like you have a but like. The deeper you it, get, it is, like, but then also like I want med kits, and then I want like uh -huh. melee weapons, and I want pistols and shotguns and rifles. That's and how I have it. Is other I things have, in there. My top is all pistols. My uh, right is all melee weapons. My left is all heavy weapons, and my bottom is all like healing and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so I I want to get into the question block here and talk about uh, some more of our positive experiences with the game uh, in just a second here. Uh, but let me remind you that this episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of September. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Snackigo, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash Flip Screen Games. You all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows if you want to go and show your support just like they did or if you want to go and write into the question block just like folks did for this week's show guess what you can find links to all that and much much more over on our website flipscreen.games you can go and find all the places we are all over the web and if you want to go above and beyond in your support you can go ahead and find our patreon you can get the show early. You can get some other perks and goodies. And, of course, it is the best way to show your support and keep these mics and lights hot. So let's get into some of these questions, Steve, because we got some good ones. This first one comes from the man that gave you life, Mr. Andy Radford, who wrote into the show and said, mm. I know this has been mentioned before, but could Starfield be game of the year now that you've played it? Now, before I answer this question, I just want to say, Happy anniversary to my parents. It's their 40th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary today. to the Radfords. Uh, I hope you had a very nice day. I hope you did Ruby too. wedding anniversary. But this is Thanks my game of the year. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is this is 100% my game of the year. I, it's caught me like wow. no other game has this year. 100%. I love it. Yeah, I love it so much. There's no way anything I mean, is, frankly, is so fast in this game. I kind of expected you to say that considering you played it all the way through and you're still yeah playing. it's the same the same with metroid right when i yeah. when metroid dread was my game of the year it was like i could not stop playing i couldn't uh -huh. stop thinking about it had the same deal with starfield the story is so captivating i was obsessed with it i was obsessed with finding out what these artifacts were with with what constellation was with everything i absolutely love the story 
In fact, I love all of the side stories, all the side quests, all the factions. They're all like little mini games themselves. Not to mention all the other shit you can do, like building a spaceship or, you know, doing some of the stuff that Wackahoola thinks is boring and doesn't and shouldn't be in the game. But, you know, you can do that stuff if you want. Um, I, I don't know. I, Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in the game of the year thing. We'll pull on Wakahula's question here. We'll, we'll circle back. Wakahula said, mining and outpost management are boring and should not be in this game. Bethesda should have gone the Elder Scrolls route instead of focusing so much on Fallout. Why am I wrong, Pete? So the outpost... Come on, do I tell you you're wrong a lot? Is that, is that a thing I've done to you? <laughs> I feel like you're usually pretty spot on in your takes. <laughs> I, I don't know if Wakahula's got to the point in the story where outposts play a part if you want them to. Okay. Uh, but I played the whole game without building an outpost and without doing much mining. It got to the point where I threw away that laser thing because it was just like, <laughs> taking up, it was taking up inventory space. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care about this. I'm not doing this. Um, um, so I've been that off. And that's so really funny. Uh, it's there if you want to do it. And I kind of feel, and I know. Um, you know, Ray from the community has been basically farming on his um, farming for XP and, and and stuff on his outpost. He's got like a little factory going for shit. Then he'll go sell it. And he's like made absolute tons of credits that way as well. So there are ways you can capitalize on it. And some people are into it. I like the fact that the options there in the same way that the options there to build your ship from scratch if you want to. I never bothered. I just upgraded ships that I already had or just stole a ship or just got given one on some quests. So I like for the options there. I don't necessarily think it was it was needed. You, you know, you don't, it's not needed. It doesn't really have any impact on the game. Well, you know, since Steve took the measured approach, I'm just going to double down and agree with you, Wakahula. Yeah, it sucks. Base building's boring, and we shouldn't have it, and there should be more fun things in the game. There you go. I got behind you. No, I'm with you. I don't, I don't like base building and that kind of stuff generally. Um, at least I didn't like it in Fallout, and the one time I tried to do it in Starfield so far, I found it to be extremely obtuse. Um, I think I'm probably too early in the game for it to be relevant, but um, I don't think it's a thing i imagine myself spending a lot of time dealing with either we'll see yeah i, I never bothered i don't think i will on new game plus either i just don't care but i i think i do think your point's a salient one um and it actually brings me to a point i want to i want to pull on uh in a minute which is i think the strength of this game is uh its role-playing systems and they are very very deep if you're willing to commit is the thing right where it's like it feels like there are all these different ways to play and these different systems you can engage in. And I feel like I'm finally getting to the point where I understand what people were talking about in the pre-release coverage of like the right way to play the game is to decide like what kind of person you are and then commit to that. And if Ray's thing is like, I'm a researcher and I'm building out these posts and I'm scanning all these planets. I'm like, that's what Ray's getting out of the game. Then like, that's really cool because I'm not playing the game that way at all. But no, I never did. I did hardly any research. I didn't get down to like the third tier on, on almost any of the skills. I just maxed out the basic ones. Because I was like, I don't really care about modifying my suit or modifying my weapons and stuff. I don't really want to do I that. I actually think, and maybe it's a bit of a spoiler for New Game Plus, I don't think you're meant to. I think you're meant to do that in New Game Plus. I think the game wants you to just play the game I've, and go, and go down your That's the impression I've gotten from it. Like and just then, from what I've then, played. Yeah, and then go back and do those other things in a different run, in a different playthrough. 
and and go and try being a researcher next time around. Sure, right, to. exactly. Yeah, and that's kind of like how I'm playing. Is like I'm trying to be a like not a, a huge generalist. I'm trying to be like, okay, this is like my guy, and this is what he's doing, and I'm just like trying to like pull on the stuff that's interesting to me right now, and like find what like find the fun, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm having fun just exploring and like kicking the tires and seeing what kicks back, you know, like because all the systems are weird and interesting to me still right now because I don't totally understand everything yet. Um, uh, you know, that's a point I want to touch on because I do really like how different all of the systems are. They're all themed very well. The different people are themed to go with them. Like Sam's like, part of, was like previously part of the, the Freestyle Rangers. He's got like cowboy vibe. And like and that was that the, was the what whole I was, place has a cowboy vibe. That's what I think I was getting at when it comes to like the shooter thing, right? Where it's like I don't think I don't think it's fair to like call this game a shooter when there's like all these systems that have nothing to do with that. Where like I really think like the point of the mm. game is to get lost in in things, right? And if if the thing that you decide this run is I am going to do the dream house thing and I'm going to build out this awesome house and base and I'm going to pick up all the weird little stuff that I find. You know, like your, your dad made a comment about that where it's like, oh, you know, like I want med packs and ammo. I don't need like paper clips and all this junk. But you're like, oh, like that's for the house stuff. Like I had a, an interaction. In I the picked overworld. Up, so there's like a specific place on Earth you go and I picked up so much shit there. And I put it all on my ship, and it looks so cool. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this is absolutely awesome. I'm loving it. Like, I've this. been collecting board games when I find them. I'm collecting books when I find them. I'm collecting toys when I find them. Um, and, like, little things like that. And, like, that's clearly the point, right, is to, like, have them so you can decorate your spaces and make them feel like yours. And, like, again, I, uh, yeah. if your dad doesn't care about that, that's cool, though. Like, I think that's what's so interesting about this game is the depth that it offers is less from, you know, um, Oh, in this specific interaction you have, you have a hundred options. No, you don't, but it's more like there's a hundred different interactions and they're all so different and they're going to take you in very different directions. And your time as, you know, I did a run where I was doing corporate espionage is going to be a lot different than my run where I was a smuggler or you, you can do the corporate espionage on every run. Everyone should do that quest line. I'm, I'm more speaking generally, it, though, right? Do like, it it's early like, on. When you get to Neon and you find that quest, do it do right it. away. Okay. Do that whole quest line. I'll take your word for it. I will. Um, but you know what I mean? Like I, I so we had um, and don't don't worry. I know we still got a pin in the game of the year thing. I'm gonna pull it out. But I want I want to go another layer deeper here. So uh, RCL wrote in with some some comments that uh, I wanted to use as a jumping off point to talk a little bit about um the elephant in the room, right? Which is Baldur's Gate three. Oh, yeah, and yeah. we talked about that last week, right? And it, it's a it's obviously a game people are making a ton of comparisons with, and like it's it's just you know it's natural, right? They're the two big RPGs of the moment, and they're very different games. They do things very differently. Uh, RCL has said, "I've uh, literally been looking at this screen for five or ten minutes trying to put my thoughts together. I'm not going to pretend that the game has no charm because there are things that people are having fun with, but it also seems like uh, Bethesda's older games now with the new setting of space." And um, then there's like some yeah, my, my response to that would be, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And that's what I wanted. And right. I'm very happy with that. It's that, but it's like the next gen version of that is the, the version of that with a really compelling story that I was so invested in that I just could not stop playing and a ton of systems on top and space dog fighting and all of this other cool stuff. And like that for me, it, it just takes Fallout, which I was already in love with and enamored with. 
adds really cool role play elements that they nicked from New Vegas or from wherever, Oblivion. and like brings it over. And I and I'm really happy with that. I think it's awesome. So and I'm I'm aligned. I'm with you. Um, I I also like it. Right. Like I'm not <laughs> gonna sit here and complain that Bethesda made a Bethesda game. That's what they're supposed to do. Um. So to, to continue, right, uh, all the humans look dead inside and have mouths like sock puppets because it's using their same engine uh, from previous games. All the while, Larian's 450-person studio has motion capture, and the people really feel alive as they can remember your previous choices. The gunplay seems solid, and there's a lot of fun to be had with the action, but I'm not going to pretend that this game's RPG aspects can compete with Baldur's Gate 3s. Gate, it's so hard to say that. With with a possessive, it's like attorney's general. Baldur's yeah. Gates three, yeah. It's like what? <laughs> um, so, I I saved my response to this because I wanted to address it on the show because I think it's it's worth um, talking about. And I do want to add the context, like RCL has said in the chat, um, that they haven't played the game yet. Like they've watched uh, streams, like they've engaged with conversation around the game, um, but haven't haven't gotten behind the sticks for themselves yet. And I think. Um, what I wanted to to touch on here is I think if you're comparing the games one to one like that, you're doing uh, both of them and yourself a disservice because I don't think it's fair to say that Baldur's Gate 3's um, RPG aspects are inherently deeper. They're different and they're way different. And like there are aspects of what Baldur's Gate offers uh, you to do, which are so much deeper than Starfield. And I've, I've had instances like that where I'm like, oh, like, I would be able to do this in Baldur's Gate. I wish I could, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that those moments don't happen. But based on what I've played of the two games, I also feel like Starfield has so much more variety to offer you than what Baldur's Gate 3 has to offer. Baldur's Gate 3 is like, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, like an inch wide and a mile deep. Right. Where it's like, I feel like when you play the first chapter of that game, you and again, I have not beaten the game. I'm not through with it yet. I'm not trying to talk shit about it at all. I'm trying to compare two games that I like a lot. Baldur's Gate 3, I felt like the more I played, the more I was like, OK, what is being revealed to me? The more I play is the depth of these systems and the depth, the ways in which I can engage with them and being like, oh, like in any given interaction, I have way more choices and options than I think I have. Right. Like, that's the strength of that game and its role-playing is, like, really deeply allowing you to be a character, to make dialogue choices that have impact. Like you said, like, characters remembering what you've said. I find that really annoying in Starfield. That's the thing that takes me out of the role-playing the most is, like, having a conversation with somebody and then talking to them and they act like I'm a stranger again. Like, that never I've no experience. I've not experienced that. Are you talking about with your companions? Because those, are, you know, not with companions, or with other people, um, with NPCs. Like, like a good example is like in Mars. There's this side quest um, where there's like these two kids that are in the residential area, and there's like you can do this thing for the one kid. You go like put these posters up of this character that they've drawn, and they mention, oh, you know, so and so is my one friend, and I went and talked to this kid, right, and he has this whole little thing about how. His father died in the mines and his mother got a settlement with the mining company. And now they're living mm. there and for free until he's 18. And, you know, there's no work for the mom and she's struggling with her husband being dead. And like you have this whole dialogue with her. And I was like, wow, that's like a pretty detailed side story for something that doesn't really seem to matter at all. Like maybe it does later. Who knows? But I haven't had any quests interact with it. It was just a story and a conversation I had with somebody. 
And then literally the next time I talked to her, she's like, oh, did my son send someone in again? It's like, we talked about your whole life. Like, why don't you remember that? You know, why isn't the dialogue? Thanks for the conversation. Right. Something like that. You oh, know, see, that for me feels like a bug because for the most part, I found that people do remember them. You know, like I've spoken to like a shopkeeper and I've gone off and done a quest for like a little mini side thing for him. They usually come up as activities. There's one on Paradiso where you have to go and get a recipe for a new coffee drink for the barista there because he wants to learn how to make a new drink and you go get it for him. And every time you, you come in, he's, you, you know, one of the, he remembers you and he's like, oh, thanks again for that recipe. I have had interactions like that too. Like I had that with the bartender in the one thing the in New Atlantis. Like I got her a package and like now she's friendly to me, whatever. So like, but it's that inconsistency and maybe it is a glitch, maybe who knows. But um, I've definitely experienced what RCL is talking about there. And, like, I do feel like the characters in Baldur's Gate feel less one-dimensional, you know? Um, again, and that, that's, like, it's so different, though, because it's, like, that's the whole of Baldur's Gate, right? Like, the system in Baldur's Gate is the dialogue and the conversations and, yeah, there's yeah, the combat. Okay. Like, that's the whole game, though, is talking. So, like, yeah, it makes sense that that's super developed. Whereas I think the point of Starfield is is about... The, the role-playing aspect of, like, getting lost in a role and being like, I'm a smuggler, I'm a scientist, I'm this, I'm that, whatever, and and leaning into that, you know, and, and like, following that to its natural endpoint. And, like, I'm not saying that one's better than the other because they're just, they're different, right? But, like, to say that, like, this game's RPG's aspects uh, can't compare with Baldur's Gate, Baldur, Baldur's Gate 3's, <laughs> I think, uh, it's like comparing apples and oranges a little bit because yeah, they're both RPGs, but like one is a, you know, dungeons and dragons, swords and sorcery. Like there's a, like you have a very specific role in that game of like, I am this person who has experienced, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a victim of the mind flare and like, I need to get past that. Right. So, and some like, may say victim, some may not. Yeah. Who's to say, um, yeah. and, and don't get me wrong. There's, so much, so much depth and room. Yeah, I mean, there. we spoke about that, right? Like, they're just the differences in the way we play things, and people think I'm an, a monster for killing the owl bear or whatever. Right, but, exactly. Like, but but at know, the end of the day, different ways you can play. It. But there are different ways you can play Starfield as well, for sure. And and I think it's, it's not. It, it's more about the amount of systems than it is any one system being super deep, like you said, right? Like it's like there is in Baldur's Gate three. There's combat and there's there's dialogue. And it's like, those are the two major systems. Like, in, in this game, there's the ship combat. There's the on-ground combat. There's the dialogue system. There's, you can go and do, you can play Animal Crossing inside it and decorate your house. Or you can be a shipbuilder. Or you can be a scientist. or And, like, all those systems are totally different. Somebody, like, the way that Ray's playing the game, he's having a totally different experience than the way that you or I are playing the game because of, what he's decided he's focusing on and like that that's where he's found the fun right and like there's a you know content creators that i've listened to who are they're like oh I, i've been playing the game for 40 hours and they've still not unlocked that uh that for fuck's sake seriously the menu Go that you're talking that. about yeah go i'm gonna do it. it after this don't get me wrong um i wanted so what i that decided I was i wanted point. to go I, I just wanted to say this. I decided I wanted to go do some side quests because I wanted to have played some of the main story okay, and some fair. of the side content by the time we sat down. So I'm like, yeah. let me get let me get a taste. 
now that I'm I'm gonna sit back down and and I'm gonna go rescue Barrett and talk to Vladimir and do all that stuff. That I think is the point in the story where you know the reviews were like the game doesn't really get started until X number of hours in. Yeah. That I think is the point that they were talking about. You really unlock like a, a big section of the story and a, an additional menu option, which I won't talk about. So anymore. interested in what that is. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more <laughs> next week. Um, so, you know, I say all this, Arciella, not to, um, you know, not, not to like, uh, like disagree. Like, if you like Baldur's Gate 3 more than Starfield, that's totally fine. Um, I think it's more like, I don't think this is a good game to watch other people play or talk or like listen to other people's opinions and let that formulate your own. Because I, when, you know, we talked about this, I think on the show, I definitely talked about it on the discord where I had said that, like, after the the reviews came out, I was a little worried this game wasn't going to speak to me and that I was going to bounce off of it. And I'm, I'm really pleased. Like I'm finding that I really, really like this game. And now let's go all the way back to the game of the year question from your father. Um, I I wouldn't say that this is my game of the year right now, but it's definitely in conversation uh, for sure. Like, I have to beat the game, right? I'm, I'm not far enough in to make that kind of judgment. Um, but it's definitely, I would say, in conversation for, like, the top half of my list. And I'll say this. Uh, it's a little controversial, and I'm surprised I feel this way. Uh, my gut feeling right now is that I think Baldur's Gate is a better game and maybe a game that I will like more overall, but I was way more captivated by Starfield immediately where I was like, Me too. Oh, like I'm in the mood for this. And that could just be a mood thing. It could be the other games I played I don't this know, year. Though. But I'm I like, do think there's something has... about that story. There's it, something it, about it. It's got a, it's got a special sauce to it that is speaking to me and like paper cuts and all. Right. Like it has a lot wrong with it, but like what I like far outweighs what I don't like. And I think you can't get what this game has to offer from watching, from experiencing it secondhand. Right. I think you need to get lost yeah. in the game and have stuff happen to you. You need to have events trigger. You need to have your attention caught by something and follow it to its natural conclusion. You need to start a side quest that you think is going to be done in five minutes. And then it's actually two hours like later. Six you're still hours, doing yeah. it. Like that's, those are the moments that have been winning me over. And like, I think those, the, game... the quest, the side quest, the quests in general are so well written. And so there's so much variety in all of them. It's wonderful. Like, you can be like, oh, I'm kind of sick of shooting now. I'm bored of combat. Go do a Ryujin mission. Go do a stealth mission. Go do something else. You know, there's always something that you can Just walk do. walk around and talk to people. Yeah. You know, and like look for stuff. Because like that's the thing I'm liking is like, those moments of like, oh yeah, like I'm just running into a person, a things happening. Like, a, you know, it's like, it reminds me of playing Skyrim for the first time, right? Where it's like, I'm walking down the street and the thing just happens and then I die and I reload my save and the same thing doesn't happen. And it's like, oh, that's cool, you know? And I, yeah. th there's something there, you know? Um, but also like, I don't know, like I'm interested to ask you this one. Uh, and I think this this um, ties into, uh, Sobeys uh, wrote in with, with his patent and three question formula. And the first question, um, is, is kind of what I'm circling here, right? Has Starfield changed how you view Bethesda games, depending on if you liked Bethesda games, studio games beforehand, of course. I want to answer this one first um, because I definitely have a less storied history with Bethesda than you do. Like, you're you're a Bethesda fan. 
you know and like, oh yeah these are my these are some of my favorite games it's yeah. one of my favorite game studios i've played every bethesda game since oblivion i went back and played morrowind afterwards and that includes eso and fallout 76 i had stints on those as well i love bethesda games right. those games and, and you know like so i think i think we're a good control because like i don't have that lineage with them i don't dislike their games at all but like the only one i've ever really put significant time into is skyrim um i've booted up fallout 3 and new vegas a couple times and just late to the party kind of thing you know it's like it's hard to play a game that everyone is like this was revolutionary and then you get there and you're like oh cool like i've already played games that learned from this and it's not to put it down it's just like it's not the same going back to it without you know the you context new vegas what's that did you ever play New Vegas? I started it, but I've never like sat and committed. I think to you it. would like, and I'd New like Vegas. to. I I would like to. I'm not saying that to put those games down yeah. at all. I'm more like there's there's a lot of ethical dilemmas in New Vegas that yeah. also occur in Starfield. There's a lot of ethical dilemmas that it it poses to you that things aren't just always black and white. There's I always remember, a gray area. I remember that being the the primary criticism that people I respected had for Fallout 4 was that it was too clean in comparison to New Vegas, where it's like, yeah, mm. like you're saving your kid, right? Like it's like, of course you're the good guy or like you're doing this, of course you're the good guy. Whereas like New Vegas does ask you to self, ask you more, more often to put yourself in the middle of something and make a decision that, you know, has... You know, which this does. Which yeah. Stuff does. I agree. Um, and again, that's in my limited... Uh, experience thus far i'm sure we'll do so even better um so yeah so for me like i would say it's it's less that it's like changed my opinion of their games as much as being like i'm excited to have another at bat with one that is new right and like yeah. not having to be like let me go back and play this 20 year old game and you know get past the openings that I can get into it, right? Like, because that's always the tough part, I think, about going back to an old game more than like any of the quality of life stuff or anything like that. It's just like, am I going to commit to this? Like, am I going to, am I going to like get a taste of this and be like, cool, I tried it? Or am I going to sit down and actually properly engage with this game like it was new, right? And, you know, Starfield, I'm, I'm with you where it's like, I, feel like it's serving me all the stuff that i know i like about bethesda games in a, a a new environment which i find really appealing like i think the whole like oh it's just fallout in space it's like i mean yeah it is but it's fallout in space and but that means it's fallout with different environments that aren't just green and barren wasteland and, and yeah and everything's like, like been exploded and flattened and we've got all this junkyard stuff there's so much variety, you know. You can go to like a a resort where really rich people go on holiday, and there's like a hotel there, or you can go to a cowboy town, or you can go to somewhere something that looks like a straight ripped out of Mass Effect. And there's and the, all that variety there, and I love it. And it's the thing is, like, I don't ag I don't agree, right? Like, and, and I say that as somebody who's like, you know, like I like I said, st I've started Fallout Three, New Vegas, and Four, have finished none of them, so not an expert on Fallout by any stretch of the imagination. But there's that same kind of sense of humor and stuff a little bit. But, like, I don't think it's very much like Fallout at all, actually. So much of Fallout is, like, rooted in American politics and Americana and, mm. like, themes that are not, at least so far, are not present in this work. And, like, I think the take fact the that story out of it because I don't think people are really looking at it and going, the story's the same. If you've not played this game, 
you've not you don't understand what the story is you look at it at face value and you go that's fallout in space yeah, because but- the a lot of the gameplay mechanics are very similar yeah sure I, I guess my point is though i think in the same way that i i think that the the way that rciella has uh tried to gauge interest in this game by looking at like like watching other people's gameplay or like listening to other people's dialogue yeah because that was context i don't think you mentioned that they also said in discord that they've watched 15 to 20 hours of streams yeah i don't think i said the the game themselves i did say they hadn't played it but they had watched gameplay but i don't think i said and i actually had a similar conversation with my sister because i really think she would like this game she's loved every bethesda game she's spent probably a thousand hours in eso at this point and she's not played it because she's primarily a PlayStation player. She said, I watched my husband play it and, and I made a character, but I'm not sure I like it. And because she's only watched someone play it. And I really do think what you said Watching someone is, play is, is not true. the same. It's just not yeah. the same. And, and, and I, I think that that's like something where like you're just you're doing yourself a disservice if, if that's how you look at it. And what I was trying to say was I think you're, you're doing yourself a disservice if you try to look at it like it's like Fallout, you know, and it's like I think if you're already a fan of Fallout, then sure right like go for it but like if you're looking at it of like eh, it just feels like more fallout in space it's not it's not like that it's it's a way different experience for a lot of reasons and like i think i think it's a game worth forming your own opinion on i really do because i like listened to you know the main video game review podcast i listened to right when it when a game comes out and i want to hear what they have to say is uh kind of funny right and i was listening to their their discussion and i was like oof i don't know i don't know that i'm gonna like this this is not like the most positive person on this panel sounds like they have real reservations and i am not sure about this and it it wasn't until i got in it where i was like oh i get it right and that's like in the same way that you and i could start this conversation and talk negatively about the game for 30 minutes And then both be like, yeah, but actually it's one of our favorite games of the year. Like it's a nine out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10. It's both of those things. And I think for you to get what's good about it, you need to play it. You need to not have someone else tell you what's good about it. You need to not be watching somebody else's gameplay. Like it's, you know, um, the same as you going in and experiencing it for yourself and having those water cooler moments and having things happen to you and you reacting to them. And I think the more footage you watch of it the worst experience you're going to have because you're spoiling it for yourself you know it's like you want to go in it's not like Baldur's gate in that way where i'm like oh yeah like you roll a different character and you're gonna have a totally different experience and this and that and this and that that will happen on some level but like for me a lot of the best moments in starfield have been things catching me off guard have been like i'm walking down the street and somebody's like hey hold on wait and it's like whoa what's happening like you don't you don't want to know what's coming you don't want to know that these quests are out there. You don't want to know that stuff's going to trigger it. Certain, like, you just go in and try to find yourself in it, is, is my recommendation, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I've been talking to you, and you found so many different quests I haven't found. In I can't believe that. You've stuff. played twice as much game yeah. as me. I'm like, I don't that's, I know. That's nuts. That's I, I did a lot of the story. I really wanted to find out what New Game Plus was all about before we recorded, and I'm, I'm glad I did, because it's really fucking cool. Um, I I've hate that I don't know what it is. Because I really want to talk to you about you. it. I really, really cannot tell you because it would ruin the game. And I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm fascinated by it. I've never been so fascinated by the ending of a game because <laughs> of, because of like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, there are so many games where it's like, oh, like, I can't wait to see the ending. I can't, you know, I, blah, blah, blah. Like, you want the emotional 
uh, release of the story or, you know, you heard the endings really good. Mm. You heard the endings really bad, whatever. The way people talk about it is so fucking like, they're like, oh, it's like, I can't, if I tell you anything about why it's interesting, it'll ruin it for you. And yeah, it's, it will. And it's, it and really it's life changing and it's to- totally changed <laughs> the way I think about the game. And it's like, what does that mean? And like, I don't want you to tell me, I don't want to know. I want to find out. But goddamn, I'm so interested. And I'm like torn because I don't want to rush to the end, right? I want to have a, a nice, clean, organic playthrough and play the way I want to play. You should. But also, the I'm like, I want to roll should. hours at 40. I want to roll credits at 40 like you did. I want to know. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> to be fair, at 40, I had done three faction quest lines, a bunch of side quests, and the main quest. You can get a really good feel of the game. And then go back and mop things up with New Game Plus. Or you don't have to finish the game and do New Game Plus. You can continue and do the quests that you were doing. You know, you don't have to continue into New Game Plus. Okay. You get um, you get an option, basically. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's all I'll say. I don't think the people... I think the people that said you should mainline the main story quest and do that and then kind of... Go back and do everything else. We're wrong, incorrect. Not the right way to play it. I think Gene Park was correct. It's a marathon. You should enjoy it. Do everything you want to do, and then when you feel like, oh, I really want to wrap this story up now and find out what it's all about, then finish the main quest. That's the way I would play it. Anyway, that's the way I played it. Okay. I think my plan is in my next session. I'm gonna move the main story along and you know, hit, try to hit this next threshold people are talking about. And then I want to get deep. I don't into think a you'll be able to stop at that point. It's going to snowball. You were like, shit, this is where it's, it's going now. Yeah. Really excited. Man. I mean, that's been my, that's been my experience. Like almost every night. Like I am, I am hitting some real sleep deprivation hours with this fucking game, man. It's rough. Like yeah, I, too busy up, too busy up all night flirting with Barrett. That's what I was doing anyway. You know, and then I find out he's married. And I'm how about like, what? haven't hung out with him yet really like you know like i gotta go get him off planet he's married though oh no i've heard i know i know i know gene was was you know flirting with him you can fl- i i, I flirted with sarah once and she's like i'm very flattered it's not the time or place for that Yo, like, oh, so I'm, funny. I'm sorry sarah so uh <laughs> so i think I, yeah it was a lot of pierce was talking about it um she and she had gene park and um and andy cortez from kind of funny on like a little mini pod- podcast to discuss it and I remember she was saying that she had tried to flirt with a, a, a crew ma- member and that she had gotten rejected. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then like, literally, as soon as I started playing, I was like, it was Sarah. Sarah rejected her. Like, that was, that's definitely yeah. the character who's probably the hardest to romance because she's like very no nonsense. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She means business. You know, she's all about the, the constellation. That's what she's there for. That was why I immediately, as soon as I was done with the one quest, I was like, all right, like, I'm going to travel with Vasco again for a while because I want to go do some stupid side quests. And I don't want you judging me for, like, not actually dealing with anything that's important. Like, oh, no, I accidentally stole something. Sarah hated that. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is goody two shoes. How dare I steal that med pack that I desperately need? <laughs> I guess I'll just die instead. How are you going to get the artifacts then, Sarah? Just think about that. <laughs> we got to commandeer this, all right? <laughs> so, so let me let me uh, let me let me get your answer to this one, Steve. How has Starfield changed the way you view Bethesda games? Because, like you said, 
you're a big Bethesda <laughs> fan. You love Bethesda games. You've been looking forward to it for a long time. Um, I mean, I, I want to hear your answer to, to this question. How, how, if at all, has it changed how you feel about them? But also, like, now that you've rolled credits, you're in New Game Plus, where do you feel like it ranks on the pantheon of Bethesda games? Oh, okay. I really like Bethesda games. I don't think it's changed my opinion of them. I still think they're kind of at the top of their game. Um, I think there's do, things. Do you that think could that? Be... Do you feel like this like I really proved do. that they've still got it? Yeah, I really do. I think this game proved that they can still make a Bethesda game. They're the only studio that makes this style game to to this level of depth. I don't think Cyberpunk really even came close to it. In no. in my opinion, I don't think. So. Um, and that's the that's the only game I could think of that I could really make this comparison to. That's like a space RPG with shooter elements that you know has factions and this that, and the other. And it's great. I had I had a good time with it. Um, I think for me, Oblivion's number one. That might be nostalgia reasons because it's the first one I played. It was back in two thousand five. Yeah. It was on the Xbox. I spent so much of my life playing that game. The life changer. Um, I think probably. This is second place now. Nice. And then cool. I would probably say Skyrim and then put the other fallouts in any order below. I like all of them. I don't really care. I think you're in any order. It's Maybe New tied Vegas. for fourth place. It's New, New Vegas, Vegas, not a Bethesda Game Studios game. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Fair enough. So if you're picking three or four, probably four is better than three just because it's newer and it adds the companion stuff in. But three's decent. I did like it. There you go. Fair enough. All right, number two from Asobi. In your opinion, is Starfield going to be Bethesda's Elden Ring of this year where seemingly everyone tries it out? No, because um, it's not on PlayStation. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a big a big swing against it. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you're on PC, it's like, who cares? Um, but I think, you know, we know that the vast majority of players um, that are on console own a PlayStation and don't own an Xbox. Um, I do think this is the kind of game you go out and buy an Xbox for, but I don't know. I think this is the first game that has wow. come out since the Series X has been released that you go out and you buy a, an Xbox for. I and agree. that's insane because they bought this game. They didn't develop it in-house. They already knew it was in production. Yeah. It was they've almost a PlayStation really, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, they've still really not had anything to show from from Xbox Game Studios that demonstrates like the reason you should go and buy an xbox until now yeah and i mean you know we've talked about it a lot i think there are a lot of other games that are great and that justify owning an xbox but i think to like the average player um a lot of them are just not game you know if you're not a racing person if you're not into halo if you're not into indies you know then it's like Maybe and if not. you're just buying one console, you're going to go for the one where the exclusives are. But to Asobi's or, point, this is one of those games that has that mass appeal, right? Like, this is the follow-up yeah. to Skyrim. You know, like, that's... People want that. And I I, I, I will be very interested to see if uh, Xbox makes any statement about that or if we get an update about, like, how many units it ended up moving. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if it really did does end up being a, a big console seller. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be difficult because they've said they had 6 million players in the first week, right? The launch week, mm -hmm. um, which is difficult because of the stupid early access stuff that I learned about last week. Um, but I don't know really what that means. Like, how many are playing on Game Pass? How many people are buying it? How many people are playing on PC? 
how many people are buying it on Steam versus buying on PC Game Pass. We don't so, know what the spread is, and we never will. This is super anecdotal, but Starfield has surpassed Skyrim's concurrent player record on Steam, which is pretty big. Yeah, I saw I saw that. Manga had some context for that in the Discord, in that Steam's concurrent users is, has actually gone up a lot since Skyrim was released on PC. Sure. Um, and Steam's concurrent users, I think, was was like less than like the the max that the Starfield like reached or something. I don't really remember. But go go join our Discord and read Mango's um interpretation of it because it is important context, but it is it is a big number. It speaks to the fact that the game is successful though. It's popular. Right? Yeah. So 100%. like and, and I wonder if it wasn't on Game Pass, would that number be higher probably? Because there probably are people playing on PC Game Pass. Yeah, you would, would imagine on Steam. Yeah, right. But it's also like that's fine. Right, like they know that number. Yeah, they don't care. You know, they don't yeah, care. Sells Game um, Pass. Yeah, yeah. And in the long term, it's probably more lucrative, right? Because if if you actually like, if you buy the game and you actually get into it, then mm. you'll make more money. I've got to buy the DLC now, so they've mm. got some money out of me that way, anyway. Or just like like anecdotally, right? Like I was, I almost so I I had had Game Pass turned off because I was playing Final Fantasy 16. Uh, so I wasn't you know on Xbox uh the last couple months. So I I re-upped so that I could get Starfield, and I'm already like, they're going to make more money on me from this than if I had just bought it, because I'll play it. Yeah, and now I want to buy the controller and the headset, and I want the watch. Ray bought the watch, and it looks amazing. Dude, I wanted that that shit so bad. It's so cool. so good. The controller's so cool. And and you get the... Have you you got to the, the room in the lodge... And the, the case for the watch that the it's the, the same one. In. It's the yeah. same one. It's so it's fucking cool. So cool. It's so dope. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's really cool. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it'll be interesting to see Asobi because I don't think it'll hit the same level as Elden Ring because it's an Xbox exclusive. I think that overall that will probably hurt the footprint of this game in the long run. Um, but I think that they know that. I think that they know that this is this is supposed to be a console seller and hopefully it, it it equates to that and here's the thing steve i wanted to i wanted to uh well i uh, another bit of anecdotal information go for it i've seen multiple people complain that there are queues to play this game on cloud streaming and it's yeah. the first time i've ever seen that i've never seen anyone moan that they have to queue to play cloud streaming before yeah yeah, so I think a lot of people playing this, even though they don't have an Xbox, they're just hopping onto Game Pass using cloud streaming and on their tablet or something. Yeah, they're on their tablet, for the, and it's the first time I've ever seen that happen. It's really cool. So, Steve, uh, before we get into the third question in Asobi's patented three question formula, I ha- I have a question for you. I need your help. Okay. Okay. So, love of my life, my wife, Sarah and Bessie, right? Uh, big big Bethesda fan, right? Uh, huge Bethesda fan. Loves the Elder Scrolls. Um, has been very much looking forward to Starfield. We buy her a copy on Steam, and her uh, laptop does not play nice with it. It's it's like mm. just below the minimum requirements. It runs, but not well. Um, and it's just it's just it's not it's not playing, Steve. It's not playing. No, it's not playing no. the way you want it. And you know, for uh, the new game from her favorite developer, we got to make sure this thing saves right. So here's my thing. I've got a couple options for how I want to move forward, and I'd like I'd like for you to weigh in and and give me your uh, your opinion here. Okay. So I looked into building her a new gaming PC, right? Uh, to meet the 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 specs where we want them. It's doable. It's pricey though, right? It's, but it's pricey. Yeah, it's, it's gotta like, be the priciest of the the options I imagine. Priciest option. Priciest yeah. option by a lot, right? So I'm tabling it for now. 
right? I think what we're thinking is she wants to play the game with mouse and keyboard. I'm thinking we do Xbox with a mouse and keyboard, right? Easy peasy. Why, we can also, why mouse and keyboard? That's how she plays. She's a PC player. You know, she wanted to play it on laptop. Yeah, um, fair, fair enough. Not how I would play this game. That's that's her way, you know. Yeah. Um, PC diehard. I, I, uh, I wonder if the menus are easier with a mouse and keyboard. Probably right. Like yeah, probably a lot easier. Are. Yeah. Um, probably a lot easier. <laughs> I had to guess. Yeah. But uh, ask her when she plays and tell me because I want to know if she gets lost in those menus as much as I did. So 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 help me out, right? So here's so here's the options that I see. We we buy a new PC, but I'm looking at like fourteen hundred dollars. A lot of money. Yeah, so we I'm need thinking... to first check if it has mouse and keyboard support on Xbox. Oh, that's that? important. No, I didn't. I thought it did. I assumed it did. Because I know you can play a mouse and keyboard on Xbox. So I don't... Only in so... certain games. We'll I find out. I'm on, I'm on the Bethesda support. We're going to find out. You figure it out. You figure the this question, out. question, can I use a mouse and keyboard with Star Wars, uh, Starfield on Xbox Series X slash S? Starfield does not have keyboard and mouse support on Xbox Son of a bitch. Series okay. X or S. All right. Well, then this might be a whole wrinkle in my plan and I might have to buy a new PC, <laughs> but table that for right now. Say, say we, we go the Xbox route. I've identified a few options here, right? Of course, Xbox Series S, that's an option, right? We could get a second Xbox. I'll throw it up in the bedroom. And if there's an instance where we both want to play at the same time, we have two Xboxes. We mm. can play in different rooms. If we want to play in the same room, we can use our green light tutorial and we can stream from one of the Xboxes to a Steam Deck. And I mean, you can stream to her laptop as well. Like That's it, true. Um, green light just works on any PC. So with that, right, we got options. We, we, can, we can figure something out there. I guess I could. No, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. So, so table that. So I've thought about it, right? You, Series S, it's going to be on sale in a couple weeks. Right, Black Friday. I'm sure I it's can get It's already one. on sale now because they just released the black one. Oh, right. So they're, true, true, they're true. selling off the white ones if you're not bothered about storage and it's just for this. So, you know, that could be an option, right? Maybe we do that. But here, here's my question to you, Steve. I was looking it up. Fail rate on these things, extremely low. And I found somebody trying to sell a Series X on Facebook Marketplace, $250. Not banned. Sorry? Is it not banned from the Xbox network? That's the other thing you have to think about from used consoles. Can that happen? The console gets banned? Yeah, yeah, the console can get banned. Huh. I didn't think about that. It's unlikely, though. I would probably say it's a pretty good deal. But it looks like they're $300 for the Series S at the moment. So that's what I'm saying. Funny. Like, do I buy a Series X used for 50 bucks less? Like, that's a pretty good deal. And the yeah. performance is going to be a lot better. And then I got two Xboxes in the house, which is pretty nice. I'd probably do that, but it means Sarah's going to have to play with a controller. And is she willing to do that? Probably not. I don't not. know. I'm going to have to ask her. Yeah. And if not, then I guess. May- I guess... Maybe, like, try it with the current Xbox. And if she gets on with it, like, see how she feels. And then, like. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that. I might, I might go that route. Or can you play it's... on your current PC? Like, will your PC play Starfield? My PC, I think, could handle it. We, she could do that. That's an option. Are you giving me something to think about, Steve? The keyboard and mouse not working on Xbox is, is tricky. And it's annoying that it's not just across the board. I don't know why it's not a standard thing. It should be. Right? Yeah. Like, the game has PC and mouse support. Why doesn't it just work? Yeah. I don't know why. Be- 
I don't know. It'd be one thing if it didn't, right? That's fine. Then I understand. But I don't know, Steve. I don't know. But I might be a two Xbox household soon. Yeah, and I also, if you do, please like figure out green light. It's been our number one watch video this week. I don't know why. Must be a certain game that came out that people yeah, are playing on the Steam Wild. Deck. Yeah, I have played so much, by the way, on my Steam Deck, streaming from my Xbox. How and is it has that? Worked flawlessly. It's wonderful. Absolutely How's the wonderful. performance feel? I mean, it's like playing it natively. It's great. And you've got no issue. And I also have gyro aim, which I don't get nice. with an Xbox controller. How, how do you feel about like really the draw great. distance and stuff like that, though? Like, is it like, do you feel like the it's parity fine. is it's good enough? Well, it, because it's streaming it from my Xbox, it's like I, I get what's on the Xbox, but it's like yeah. down res, so it was 4K, and it's like streaming it down, so it looks sharp. It's it's fine. Yeah, I guess it's less like the quality that I'm worried about, and more like, are you going to miss details on a smaller screen like that? Um, I mean, potentially, it's not something I've ever noticed. Usually, I'm I'm playing it like. To be honest, I don't think the details are really there, like in the distance. I think the draw distance is pretty pretty low on console. And um, I've not really done much like planet exploring. I don't know about you, but like most of the planets are pretty pretty barren. There's like yeah. one one town and then maybe a base on the other side of the planet that you have to fly right. to anyway, which I don't totally. care about. So like I'll just fast travel to the place I'm going, have a look around, maybe go clear out the dungeon, do whatever I need to do. And doing it on Steam Deck feels no different. Nice. Maybe I'll have to give that a shot. <clears throat> All right, so number three. What setting would you like to see Bethesda do an RPG in at some point? Of course, excluding settings they've already used, like post-apocalypse, high fantasy, and space. Love, I love that Asobi, right, this game is like two weeks old now because I, I think Asobi got early access. Um, and it's like, all right. 10, 10 years from now, what's the next Bethesda? Actually, no, like 30 years from now, because they got to do yeah, the next one's Elder Scrolls 6. And then we got Fallout 5. And then what's next? No, I don't know. I think we're probably getting Starfield 2 before we get another Fallout. You think? Yeah. I feel like they need to pass one of these franchises off. Yeah, they do. They can't. Like, we're never going to get another one of these games. Well, they just need to spin up another studio. Yeah. Like, why is there only one Bethesda game studios? You look at Rockstar, they've got two. You know, it's not the, it's not the GTA team that's working on Red Dead Redemption. Why right. have they not got another studio that's like, okay, what's next? We're gonna yeah, and just have crossover and then, between and then just have charge going between them and being like, no, this yeah, right, sucks. like Let's have, do this. You know? Have crossover between the creative leads if that's important to you, right? If you're like, oh, we want the same minds on each, which it will be. I mean, Todd's gonna want to want to have oversight on it you gotta imagine yeah i mean who knows though because like there's the rumor circling that elder scrolls is going to be his last at bat and that might be his last directed i don't know if he's going to like leave game development but that might be his last you know directed game at bethesda what, yeah, and... yeah elder scrolls 6 i can i can imagine that i mean that's probably going to be 2030 by the time that comes yeah, I mean, out think, i mean dude think about it like how old is he he's like he's, he's... Isn't, he's gotta be in his 50s isn't he gotta be right like he is 53 years old. Yeah, so by the yeah. time he finishes so his next seven game, years time, he'll, be, he'll be like 65, probably. Yeah. You know? Like... I, so, I don't yeah. know. I don't think I'd want to be I'd want to be doing the slog day-to-day when I'm 60. You hmm. know, not, not a job like that. Not, not like this anyway, right? Like, even if he's still making video games, I could see him going indie. I could see him becoming more of a, 
uh you know a producer role and you know not well, he'll be the bethesda ambassador that'll be his job you know he'll he'll be the face of you bethesda at events with the jacket you I know could, that's I... really pete hines these days anyway he's like really the face of bethesda that's true but no i i could see him in a role like miyamoto's where it's like he's like you know the creative... i could see that because they've got the, they've got the amazon series coming out for fallout next year so i could see that and maybe the Amazon series for Fallout would be a catalyst for them wanting to another game. I don't know. But do you I mean, just give Obsidian maybe, the keys to I would, Fallout? That's what I would do at this point, is like let Obsidian make New Vegas 2. Because like if if we're going, if Bethesda's doing all these, and if you're right that Starfield 2 is going to happen, we're looking at like 20 years probably before we get another yeah. Fallout game. It's, I don't know if we want that, right? I mean, I don't know. We got two Fallout games before Starfield, didn't we? We got Fallout 4, Fallout 76. Yeah, but does that fair. count? Comparison 76. Yeah, I, don't, like... I think it does, because I do think that took a, a big chunk of development time out. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. It counts as a project, but I mean, like, does that count as a Fallout game to the fans that want a new Fallout game? No. I was disappointed when that was announced. Of course. Um, because I was disappointed that they were working on it. Like, if somebody else was making it, it'd be like, whatever. But it's like, give it to Zenimax online. It's like, why the fuck are you wasting? Like, I want you to make another actual game, which is exactly how I felt about Naughty Dog working on that multiplayer game. It's like, flog it off to Bungie and you carry on doing single player stuff. At least Naughty Dog has multiple teams, though, right? Like, they're they're working on another game while that's getting so it's like, I, yeah, which is which is which is what the the problem is with uh. Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah, so you, want, you want them working on more than one game at a time. Like, if your games take 10 years to make, I need you to, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, GTA takes 10 years to make anyway. And yeah. like... But again, we got we got Red Dead Redemption 2 in that time. Right? Like, yeah, it's not nothing. You know? like yeah. It's not GTA, and... though. No, it's not, but I think that's, like, what we're talking about here, though, right? Is like, it's not to say that, like, any of these, you know, they're all good, but it's like, if you're an Elder Scrolls person... And you're like, I really want the next, <laughs> the successor to Skyrim. You had to wait. You had to wait three games before they even started working on it. That sucks. Like, you know, these. Yeah, these... I mean, even Arcane's got two studios, and they're a Bethesda yeah. studio, so it makes sense that you would have, um, with Inside, you would uh, you'd have another least... Bethesda game studio, right? And even if they don't want to call it a separate studio, like a separate team of two teams working on different games, I would imagine they have, or they're sure they've already got a team working on. Elder Scrolls 6 at this point, because they announced that a long time ago. They did say that, yeah. All right, last question we're going to close out on on the day here before we offer our final thoughts on the game for today. Right, We're going to talk about this game next week, I imagine, and and probably <laughs> several when more times. Fi- when you finished it, right? Next yeah. week? Well, I'll do my best, Steve. I'll do my best. I don't know if I'm... I, I gotta no, get no open. pressure. Play it, how, play it how you, uh, you want to play it. I will say, though, I we've gotten a lot of requests this year for spoiler casts, and, you know, getting the timing of them right and everything has been weird. I kind of want to try to do that at the end of the year and, like, do spoiler casts of, like, all the big games that we enjoy. Mm. So I would like, you know, like, and, you know, me and, me and like, you know, I'll bring on, like, Ken and Zade, and we can talk about Final Fantasy 16. And you and I can talk about Starfield with whomever else played it. And, you know, yeah. I'll pull someone else on to talk about, you know, whatever. Um, I think that that could be cool. And, you know, 
we'll definitely continue to talk about Starfield in the weeks to come as we continue to play it. But I would like to do like a deep dive spoiler cast with you at some point, and uh, hopefully we can. Oh yeah, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this game. It's, yeah, it's, get into all the nitty gritty. I, I want to talk about it. It's great. And I want to talk about like New Game Plus. I want to talk about the missions that we yeah. got into that were different and stuff like that. Like you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of water cooler stuff that I would love to to discuss. So oh yeah. Um, Big we'll time. definitely we'll definitely figure that out and, it, and if any of y'all have ideas for how you'd like to see us go about the spoiler cast stuff um definitely let us know uh so this last question comes from stevie Yaki, who wrote in uh just like you can by going over and joining our discord or writing into us at questions at flipscreen.games and said not sure why people are slagging starfield off so much it's the game i've always dreamt about are people spoiled by the amount of great games available yes yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is something that I was talking about uh, in the Discord with Mango uh, last week in, I think it was in our Xbox or our Starfield chat. And, you know, we were talking about, like, the reviews and and that, that kind of reaction, and we were we were talking about the review discussion that we had on the show last week, and, like, what do reviews mean? What are the value of them? All that stuff. I think Starfield is a game that has a ton of baggage. And I think there are a lot of people that are coming at it in a way that is disingenuous. Um, and what I mean by that is I think there's nothing wrong with criticizing a game. There's nothing wrong with a game not being for you. Um, but we've talked about this before where there are certain pieces of media that end up getting a narrative outside of, the game itself or or whatever uh the art itself that kind of takes on a life of its own and i think bethesda uh and starfield have a ton of that going against it and i think it's from multiple different angles i think there are a ton of people that were looking at this game and excited for it to fail right because uh the last two games from bethesda were controversial right fallout 4 of course was warmly received by critics at the time but I feel like the overall public perception of that game has shifted over time. And there is that critique of like what we talked about earlier, where it's like the story isn't as deep or as nuanced as New Vegas. And, you know, there were like systems like the, you know, the the um the bases that didn't go over. Oh, with no one cares everybody. about settlements. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so so that they, game... they have even less meaning in in Fallout than they did in Starfield. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. They were and they were more annoying. Um so like that game had a lot of baggage in it in it. You know, um, I think its legacy is is not nearly as strong as something like Skyrim or Fallout Three or you know the the history of of Bethesda games that came before it. And then obviously seventy six, you know, was a mixed bag. We we talked about that. We you know you don't need to come up with an itemized list of why people were unhappy with that game. So like that that's part but of it. Still right? a quiet success for them, I think. Like, yeah. Still a lot of people playing no it. A lot of concurrent no players but, constantly. But that's. This is like exactly what I'm talking about, though, right? The reality of how successful that game is is immaterial if the general public that have never played it think it's a failure, right? It's it's not really relevant whether it is or not in the conversation of how it impacts Starfield. In in the the narrative that a lot of gamers have created, Bethesda is a studio in decline, right? They re-release mm. Skyrim all the time, and their last two games flopped. And this game's been in development for 10 years and they've delayed it two, three times already. It's going to be bad. That's there's that's a type of person. Then there's the Sony ponies that are mad that it's an Xbox exclusive now. So they want it to be bad. There are, you know, the, the Baldur's Gate 3 audience that like 
are, you know, drawing unfavorable comparisons to this game just came out. It's an indie. It was in development for less time. This, that. Why isn't it as good? Why isn't Starfield as good as this game, right? It has the uh, unfortunate reality of also being released in the same year as uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It is also now an Xbox first party game that has a ton of pressure on it because it's first party. It's an exclusive. It's supposed to be a system seller. Uh, Redfall came out and underperformed. And they've promised that Game Pass was going to have these big must play exclusive games once per quarter. And they've not lived up to that. Right. And I'm sure there's another thing that I'm forgetting on my list that I came up with. But these are just some of the things that were going against Starfield. Right. So I think when you have all that in mind, there are a really big percentage of players that don't own an Xbox and don't play on PC and haven't played this game and have opinions about it. And they have opinions about it for a multitude of reasons that have nothing to do with the actual quality of the game, that have more to do with their identity as a player or their status as a console warrior or them being enamored in, in, like you said, Steve Yaki, they have other games that they're playing and the fact that this game got mixed reviews, it's like, why even bother? Like, there's a million little tiny narratives that if you fit into it, that's your perception of Starfield is, oh, that game got a 7 out of 10 from IGN. I'm not playing that. Or, oh, you know, it's I, I'm, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. Do I really need another big RPG right now? No. Or I have a PlayStation, so I can't play this. I'll play Baldur's Gate instead. Like, if any of those are you, it becomes very easy to just accept and start parroting the narrative. Oh, that game sucks. You, nah, it doesn't matter. It's an old game. It's, it plays like it's old. Who cares? Like, regardless of if that's true, regardless of if that actually impacts how enjoyable the game is, regardless of, of any of that stuff, right? It's that there are so many folks that have an ax to grind about this game for whatever reason. And when that's the case, it's, it's like the exact same thing about how whenever you see any superhero movie that has like a woman in the lead role, right? And it's like, ah, I got review bombed on Rotten Tomatoes or like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the DLC for Horizon came out and Aloy's gay. So that's a controversy now, right? Oh, it's it's woke. It's pandering. It's this review bombed, right? Like people buy into narratives and perpetuate them for whatever reason. It's maybe they're mad that they can't play the game. Maybe they want to convince themselves that it sucks so they don't have to spend money on it or don't have to justify the fact that they're not playing it and that they don't want to buy new hardware for it. Whatever the reason, if you can tell yourself that this sucks, and then you can perpetuate that opinion, and it's the popular opinion, and people will pat you on the back for saying it and like your your little hot take or whatever, then yeah, people are going to keep doing it. And, and I don't mean to say that that's the broad case, right? Because I'm looking at, like, we had the, the dialogue with Arciella today, right? Like, they've not played the game. Like, they've had this experience of getting other people's opinions and being like, I don't know if this is for me. And it wasn't, like, uh, pointed or toxic or negative or anything like right? Like anybody can uh, get wrapped up in that narrative and just be like, yeah, it's not worth my time. You know, or like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend the money to see if it's worth my time because everything I've heard is, you know, with reservation, right? It's like, whereas like Baldur's Gate, what's the narrative there? 90 fucking seven, right? Best game of the year. Phenomenal. Made by an indie studio, came out of nowhere. It's uh, it it's blowing all these other established like 
it's it's a success story that you want to be a part of, and it's easy to get behind that narrative. In the same way, it's easy to buy into the narrative that ah, uh, Tears of the Kingdom's going to win because there's a Nintendo bias, or ah, uh, Starfield is this or that and the other, right? We tell stories to ourselves and others, and we buy into them, and we just keep selling them. And I think that's why you have the dialogue you have around Starfield right now is that like there are a ton of people that are playing it and really enjoying it who are not going to go on Twitter and bitch about it. And there are a ton of people that played it and genuinely didn't like it and are upset and they want to express that opinion. And then there are a ton of people that have never and will never play the game and they want to jump on the dog pile. Yeah, I also think a lot of the the fact that people who enjoy the game really want to keep the story secret from other people who are enjoying the game. And so I will not show core moments and screenshots and it's videos. It's hard to of talk about what's had. cool about it, too, without it's like ruining it. I can't talk it. about it. Yeah. Whereas, like, Baldur's Gate is the opposite, too, right? Where it's super easy to be like, here's this cool water cooler moment that happened because of the way I built my character and made decisions. Yeah, and, it's and like, I rolled a specific way, and this it's probably really never spoiler, happened for you. Right? Like, yeah. I could get to the same thing and not even have the same options that you had. So you're like, fuck it, I'll share it. Whereas, like, I'm not going to share a moment where I'm like, oh, this cool surprise thing happened to me. I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to experience it yourself. I think that goes against it, too. That's a good point. It's not an easy yeah. game to talk about because it's so deep and obtuse and weird and, like, kind of alienating. Like, it doesn't communicate to you that well. It doesn't really explain how deep it is. And you have to play for a long time to figure out what is special about it. And that's a turnoff to a lot of people, and I don't blame them. We've we've made fun of people that, oh, after the first 40 hours, that's when it gets really good. Like, that's nobody wants that. Nobody wants to hear that I got to play 12 hours of this game before it's fun. And I don't think that, but I also wouldn't I think it's fun out the gate. I think the story really gets going at like 12 to 16 hours, depending on if you do any side stuff. Yeah. And I think that's fine because I think a lot of people just play it as they play any other Bethesda game where it's like, oh, just ignore the main quest for now. I'll go do everything else and then I'll get to that when I want. That's how I played Skyrim and Oblivion. Like you, You play it for a little bit and you're like, oh, I've got my feel of this for a while and I'll go do some other stuff. Um, but you know, I kind of think maybe the game should funnel you to do a few more main quests before. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is like the game. I think the game has some real issues, and I think funneling is one of them. I think communicating what is fun about it is one of them. Um, I don't blame anybody for for not being sure if it's for them because I wasn't until I played it. You know, so it's like I think it has that going against it too. You know, um, I'm not surprised that there are a lot of people, um, that are aligned with how RCL is feeling, you know, where it's like, eh, you know, I'm already mm-hmm. playing the game of the year. Do I, do I really, am I going to stop playing Baldur's Gate three to jump into Starfield? It's like, I don't know. And it's like, I don't blame them for that. Like I didn't think I was going to, I was afraid I was going to not even play Starfield because of how much I liked Baldur's Gate three. And then how much I like Starfield pulled me away from that. So like, I, I don't know. And it's like, I think I'm still feeling like Baldur's Gate three is the superior game. But, like, I'm having just as much fun, if not more, with Starfield because it's got, it's got something. So, like, your mileage may vary, right? Like, I think this is going to be a divisive game, and I don't think if you don't like it, you're wrong, and you, like, don't get it. I don't think it's that kind of thing. I think it's just, like, it's going to speak to some people, and it's not going to speak to others. And, like, you have to be, I think, willing to take the plunge and invest and, you know, be, like, 
I got to go into this with an open mind and an open heart and see if it's for me. Um, yeah. I think if you like Fallout, though, you're going to like this game. Yeah. I, I really do. I think if you like Fallout, you like or shooting. Elder Scrolls. You like, you know. Elder Scrolls are less so because of the guns. I, I do think you have to like shooting things. And some people just don't. Yeah, but like if you played Elder Scrolls, like, you know. If you, you played Elder Scrolls with ranged weapons, maybe. Yeah, or magic. Yeah, then not that potentially. Yeah. And also, like, you can use melee weapons in this game if you want. Yeah, fucking difficult. It's like yeah, playing but... on hard mode. Yeah, but you could. Yeah. I took the melee perk. It's pretty good. <laughs> Whenever somebody, I had a like, really, really good melee weapon, and it's gone now. Um, but, it, yeah, it was really good. It would, like, catch people on fire. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I've started getting some really fun guns. I have a shotgun that sets people on fire. I have a poison rifle. Oh, um, th those ones are so good on humans. Like the the corrosive weapons. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, it's so good. Um, I have I have a, a one of those safety axes that has an amazing perk where uh, it does like a huge chunk of extra damage if they're at full health. So like oh when yeah I get... yeah that's like the instigator awesome. ones or whatever aren't yeah. they? You can get so that awesome. buff on a lot of things. I really like shooting the, the jetpacks on their back as well and seeing them oh, go up in the sky. Yeah, shoot the jetpacks <laughs> and they go, and then they explode in the sky. It's great. That is awesome. I love that. All right, so you know we went long here. Any final thoughts? We're gonna talk about this game a lot more, but this any, game anything you rolls... want to leave people with? It's really good. You should play it. It's, it's on Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, go play. If you don't have Game Pass, maybe just buy it. Because I don't, unless you're going to play Forza Motorsport next month, because apparently that's still coming out and we all forgot about it. Um, I I love it, and I'm going to continue to play it. And it's the first game I've ever played a new game plus on. So, yeah. It's really funny to me because I the the last thought I want to leave is I, I guess an observation about you <laughs> about your thoughts because I you know I'm I'm loving the game. I want to play more of it it's uh it's it's got my my attention for sure um is i remember in the discord you saying like oh i don't know i don't i don't really play new game plus like i don't think i'm gonna do that and i was like i wonder because like i know you replay bethesda games you don't replay many games but you do roll new characters in bethesda games and play I them do, yeah so i was like oh like is he going to be motivated to do it right now? Or is this a thing like two years from now, you're going to be like, oh, I did New Game Plus and it's so good. Like, why did I wait? Like, I was really wondering how it was going to play out. And I'm, I'm excited that you're, you're that. Invested. You'll find out when you get to the end. I'm not, and I want to know what choice, choices you make along the way. I'm looking forward to finding out. There's a lot of choices you're going to have to make. Well, apparently, I only, I only have yeah. 30 hours left. So I got I to hurry you up. Want to, if you want if you mainline it, you could probably do it in 20. You know? <laughs> just press, just slam the A button when anyone's talking. You don't need to hear the dialogue. Just get through it. No, 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 you can't be doing that. That's an unhinged. Uh, people who do that are insane. Um, yeah, they just got a podcast done and they're just slamming A. a I don't understand. A, 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 a. I really don't understand people that do that. It drives me crazy. Um, and then like those will be the same people who will be like, the game doesn't make sense. Story's yeah, the dumb. story's not great. Yeah, can't follow it. And it's like, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> it's like you fast forwarded through it like half a movie and then you're like, I don't understand what's happening. It's like, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. I do appreciate it it's there though for when i die and i've like not saved and i've got oh, yeah. to like fast forward through yeah give me the option don't get me wrong but also or sometimes i'm like you're talking so slowly i've read that subtitle i'm clicking <laughs> yeah. a 
Why well, are you like, talking so slowly? I do that with certain NP like the minor NPCs, because I'm like, your voice is boring. Like, shut up. Like, let's <laughs> I know yeah. what you're saying. Let's go. Come on. Let me move along. <laughs> there's like some there's some voice actors that they brought back from previous Bethesda games, and it's really funny to hear them in totally different roles. There's the guy that voices the stop right there, criminal scum from I think it's Oblivion. And he plays a different role in this game. And see if you can spot him when you when you come across him. Because his voice is so distinctive. I recognized it immediately and I had to look him up. So I feel like you do know the person I'm about to mention. Because I feel like we've talked about Unraveled before. But you know Brian David Gilbert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know he's in the game? The character that I was talking no, about? No, he's not. Who? The, the mission that I was talking about that you said you haven't done, it's him. He's a guy. He's in like every bar in the game. Oh, fuck off. Right, I gotta go find it then. He's so funny. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it's a really it's yeah. a it's a good character too. It's it's a very funny performance for him. Um my literally my only gripe with it is like I wish he was more involved. Like I'm hoping that when I finish the quest I'm working on that like he'll like I have more dialogue with him because it's so good. <laughs> that's really fun. No, I like that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go seek him out then. Does Big it look Hannah. like him or is it just his voice? It doesn't really look like it, but like it kind okay. of does just because it's like it's you know he's like a scrawny white dude, but like his hair is short and stuff, so it's like it doesn't really look yeah. like it. But you know, it looks like a guy who could be related to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Anyway, yeah, I like I, that. we'll leave it there for today. If you guys want to write in with any uh more of your thoughts on Starfield for next week's discussion, make sure you hit us up flipscreen.games that's a website where you can find links to the discord the email address however you want to get involved right into the show or show your support we appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of flipscreen games podcast remember again that is flipscreen.games head over there click on some stuff write in with your thoughts and experiences on starfield so that we can talk about what you all have been doing in the game next week because i want to hear more from you guys about how you're playing how are you solving problems? What what weird stuff are you going out and doing in the galaxy? And, and what should people be checking out? So, for the you finish with your yawn, we have to say goodbye now. It's not a yawn, it's a cough. I'm really sorry. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm still sick. I'm still a little bit sick. But, yeah, but you did it. You were here. You, you put in the work yeah. for everybody today. And You're if, a hero. And maybe people didn't even notice I was sick. You know? but now I, you I, I don't think they would have, frankly. You sound great. Yeah, there you go. Gotta go take some antibiotics in a minute. My phone was just moaning at me. And then you gotta record uh the the sexy audiobooks, right? Like Left Eye Lazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. I've I've got uh Fifty Shades of Grey ready to go there. Great. So make sure you go follow us on Patreon so you can get a copy of that when that drops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all again for tuning in for another show. Uh for the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week, Stargazers.